This is episode 278 on December 6th, 2018. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. And I'm Greg McMillan. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Let's start with you, Dave. I'm doing good today. Um, luckily, so far, missed out on any exceptionally messy stuff that happens this time of year, so that's always a good thing. And got some, this week, some interesting pictures. Um, our office is going through a major renovation. Um, they decided to, instead of having a cube farm, to have more of an open um, design concept office. So right now, the one part of the office and the entire floor is kind of um, pushed away. Um, they boarded it up, and they're tearing out all the cubicles, all the carpet, the drop ceiling. We're just kind of tearing it down to its base. So when I was walking outside, there was a, of course, the easiest way to get stuff out of an office is not necessarily, you know, going through the normal door. It's let's pull a window out and run a dumpster right up to the, um, yes, to the edge. And we're just going to start throwing stuff out of windows. So when I was walking by, it's a kind of just a, a, just neat to see, you know, trying to get a peek and see what they're doing where you normally can't see it, but where the dumpster was. Um, and I hopefully I take trust in people doing con- contract, you know, the, uh, that they're actually going to clean up their mess, but it was warm enough where it was a little messy. And then you basically drive a dumpster, um, right into a grassy area. Yeah. It kind of makes everything kind of messed up and torn up and dug up. Yep. So I try taking a, a just to see, you know, it's like, well, that looks kind of interesting in terms of the photo. Uh with the with the tread marks and the grass kind of dug up and having grooves there. But just out of curiosity, I threw it in into in light and did some really heavy processing, aggressive processing on it. And the way the one photo came out and I forget exactly, you know, it's one of those things of you start process, you start throwing filters on stuff and moving things around and someone could say, oh, so exactly how did you do that? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I should have recorded it or wrote something down because I have no idea how that happened. Um, but the one photo kind of turned out to look like a satellite image of a peninsula. Because the blacktop, because of the filter, turned into a blue shade. And the way the tire tracks went got a nice kind of a brownish, the way mountains look from orbit. Okay. So it was just one of those interesting picks how it turned out. I have a a title suggestion for your photos. Oh, go for it. Uh, it's it'll be titled uh, for insurance insurance purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> that, that honestly, that was the the first reason I kind of took the picture because it's it's not exactly out of the way, but 
if it's kind of like if you're going from one part of the building to another, most people don't go out, especially in the winter, go outside. And it was kind of partially to show people, hey, do you see what they're doing outside? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and their one was um, during a walk at lunch. I got a photo. And unfortunately, and this is I, I, I don't know if this is universally true with all smartphones or. I was trying. It was a nice flurry activity going on, but of course, it never picks up the snow as much as you think, as much as you can see it. Mm. So I thought it running outside, and you had the snow going around, and you literally it felt like you were in a snow globe. It was starting to come down like that. Yeah. But the camera didn't exactly pick it up. So I had the shot, of course, of a gray sky with. You know, in the middle of stick land, as Matt Matt would say. Um, <laughs> but I did some editing. I think, it, yeah, this one was also in light where I kind of put a nice little uh, blue tinge at the very bottom. And I think it turned out and uh, playing with some of the additional, I was able to get the snow to pop out a little bit more against the trees. Yeah. So this again, just one of those things of take lots of photos, even if you don't think it's necessarily the best in the world. And you can always play around with it, either go, you know, aggressive and make a little fantasy land out of it or at least give it a try. Yeah, very cool. But other than that, luckily, I don't want to say, but no, no drama during the week. So nice and easy. Good. Well, hopefully the, uh, you know, the snow won't get too bad. So you can make your eight miles this year of, uh, <laughs> or is uh 800 miles, did you say? 800, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just around 45 miles shy for the year, so. Wow. It, it's lo- yeah, I, I, as long as it's pretty much above 20 degrees Fahrenheit for Greg, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you and your space, your space uh, temperature. Um, yeah. As long as it's not icy or rainy or as long as it's above 20, I plan on running, so. Having some fun. Cool. Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, haven't uh, done too much shooting yet because I'm still waiting on a case to put my moment lenses on. Ah, uh, yeah. I think they're supposed to ship out um, either late this week, early next week. Nice. Uh, that was the last update I got. So um, I tell you, though, when I get that thing, you probably won't hear from me because <laughs> <laughs> I really hope to be making up for some lost time. <laughs> but uh, uh, other than that, um, I I will have uh, an article in the February edition of Mobiography magazine. Really? And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Uh, it now it's just you have to get it through the Mobiography app on the uh, iPhone or iPad. And um, I don't know if Andy Butler is the fellow that runs that, and I don't know if he actually posts them on his website or not, uh, because I think he wants, obviously, people to subscribe to the magazine, right? Right. Uh, You have to subscribe to it to get all the stuff, to get everything. So, um, And it's going to be about night photography. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so I'm... Basically, I put the blog post on my blog on shotoniphoneonly.com, and I I thought, you know what, 
I'll just send him a link to the blog post and say, hey, what do you think of running this in the magazine? And he's all for it. So I have to get some more photos. I only put one photo on on my blog post. So I have to get some more pictures. Yeah. And I'm thinking about asking Michelle in the chat room if she'll help me. (laughs) Along with all the other stuff uh, that she does. Eh? (laughs) I thought she was really busy at work. Eh? I'm sorry? (laughs) I thought she was really busy at work. Well, she is, but I'm trying to get her to play hooky. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know. No pressure at all, though, Michelle. No pressure. That's right. No. You're only family. No, I I thought it would be cool to uh, throw in a picture of me taking a picture. um, Oh. You know, with the lights. Yeah. With some lights in the background and stuff like that. So, uh, (laughs) you know, and and a picture of of the tripod that I use and stuff like that. So. The proof. (laughs) <laughs> she just put in the chat, LOL, you know I'll always have time for you, cuz. Oh, cool. <laughs> Bring some goodies. Uh, <laughs> she loves to bake. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, so I got till, I think it's the 13th, to get that all into to Andy for the magazine. Ooh. And uh, looking forward to that. Um, but other than that, no, pretty slow week for me. That's, uh, that's good. Yeah, I um, think... Thank you guys for, you know, taking care of last episode and, and all that. I've been, I, I've been away because of holidays. And then, um, last week I had, um, finished working at my job, my, um, your outdoor job, my outdoor job. Yes. And, uh, so this week was my full first full week with my inside job <laughs> um, <laughs> for everybody uh you know uh, if you didn't see on either facebook or instagram uh i i um left my job working for a company uh, phone company here in rock hill that uh, i have been with for 14 years and um it was it was a wonderful place to work absolutely enjoyed it and uh the uh, the people I worked with are, you know, still, you know, really, I'm really close to, um, and, you know, it, it was just a wonderful place. And, um, I, I left it on, uh, the Wednesday, uh, before last week. And, and then my family and I, we went out of town, so I was gone. Um, but, uh, I am now, no longer in telecommunications. Now I'm working for my church as youth pastor slash a bunch of other things, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> you're just uh, so handy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to, uh, <laughs> we had a safe that the handle broke off of while we were trying to get it open. And, uh, so I had to run home and grab a drill and, and was able to get it, get it open so we can get the stuff that was in it. And, it, and I was assured this is not a typical week. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> All the stuff you've been doing, this doesn't really happen. This is, <laughs> you know, uh, it's always the first week of the job though, isn't it? That's right. I everything hand- goes wrong. Yeah. I had my handyman stuff uh, going on, but um, so I am, 
I'm now going to be in full-time ministry with my church and working there full-time. And uh, so I'm still kind of getting used to everything. I'm getting used to the uh, the times starts and all that. But uh, yesterday I had some fun. Um, the youth had a Christmas party. Uh, one of one of the uh, moms had been teaching the Wednesday night class until yesterday and uh, the last thing that she had was a uh, a Christmas party for them and so I was there taking pictures and taking video and um, you know just enjoying uh, all the all the fun that was going on and so I did get to do some iPhoneography uh, while I was uh, while I was there and I I'll have plenty more opportunities to do it but yeah, so this has been, it's been a bit of a transition and a lot of excitement. Um, a lot of, you know, it's like, I, I feel like I'm, you know, in uh, sort of like, a, like when you start a new job, you get you, you get to kind of feel out what's going on and all that type of stuff but you know but it's a very familiar place because i've been there for five years and so it's not you know it, i'm not walking into a situation where i don't know anybody it's like i walk into a a new situation where i know everybody uh and so it's uh it, it'll be interesting to see what happens and uh i'm a, i'm really excited about it yeah that's cool that's it's uh It'd, it'd be a nice change of pace for you and for your family. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I start at 9 o'clock in the morning now instead of 7 a.m. And so... Oh, I'm so envious. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my my kids get to see me in the morning. And uh, and my one of my daughters was like, I like seeing Daddy in the morning. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and you know and there's uh you know there there i had a lot of there there was a lot of flexibility that i had with my other job but you know i i don't think you know there's that much of a difference in flexibility you know uh or an increase or or whatever but uh the one thing is that now my family can be involved with me in you know, in my work and, mm-hmm. um, not that, you know, it, not that it's a job, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it's more of a lifestyle. And, uh, and so I'll have lots of opportunities for them to, uh, be around when I'm, you know, working at the church and, and, and all that. So, uh, I am looking forward to that too. Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, let's move into our focus point. Focus point. All right, Uh, see here. Uh, Let's go ahead and let's start with uh, Dave. Go ahead and uh, let's uh, talk about focal length. Sure. And to give credit where uh, the idea came from, uh, there is, believe it or not, another podcast that talks about photography um, called The Future of Photography. Uh, Cool. They don't – it is not iPhone exclusive. They do talk about other um, cameras. Uh, But today they've talked a lot about how focal length – when back when – 
camera, quote, when everyone thought of a camera, they thought of a traditional either uh, 35 millimeter or um, one where you'd actually have the separate camera and lens and which lens would normally come with it versus right. now – uh, when people say camera, the first thing a lot of people think of still think of now is their smartphone. Yeah. Where I think the and I just want to make sure I get this right the default um, I don't want to say the not the non telephoto lens on the iPhones with both with two lenses or just the ones that have a single lens is close to thirty millimeter or just even small uh, a smaller focal length than that. Versus yeah. I'm sorry, the ten, ahead. the the ten and the eight plus. I believe the wide angle is uh, the equivalent of it, like a twenty eight millimeter. Yeah. And on the ten S and the ten S Max, it went to a little wider view, which is like a twenty six millimeter. So, and how at one time where people went from um, taking it with more something that's closer to what the eye see versus a wider view. Um, and honestly, it's partially a matter of physics that you're talking a very small lens, even with the 10s and the 10R and the um, 10s Max. Uh, it's still very, very, even though it's bigger than what it was before, it's still very small. Even the Android ones with the quote unquote really large, you know, uh, lens and um, light gathering sensors. They're really small compared to even your cheapest of the point and shoot. Yeah. So you almost need to have that wide lens to really get a decent shot out of it just because it's so small. Um, and But the problem is that when you do the small focal length, and this is something I think a lot of people just don't think about, you do get a lot of distortion that happens with that. Right. Where And this is something that, if you notice, if you take a shot with the rear facing and then the front facing camera, yep. why the front facing camera tends to almost has that um, looking out the peephole door quality to it now and then. A, a fisheye type. A fisheye, yeah. yeah. Because, because even, and I'm not sure how, I know Google, some of those, like the one phone has additional cameras on the front for the super wide selfie mode yeah that's to do the new a group pixel selfie. 3 yeah um so even that i mean i'm assuming they're using and without going into the full detail um maybe both cameras or even wider but when you get wide like that you get the fish eyes you know effect and things close to the camera tend to look bigger than they actually are most of the time, Such it's not as, flattering. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I would say. Especially if you're, oh, I don't know, a middle-aged man with a receding hairline, <laughs> and your forehead tends to get really large-looking in these photos. It makes you look um, really smart. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, was it, um, oh, I, for, I forget the, um, the movie... Uh, mind biking no. now. <laughs> Mega brain was it like Mega brain or something like that? Where it was the villain who turned out to be the good guy, and he had this massive head going on him. <laughs> I so vaguely remember it. that, but I uh, I know what you mean, but I don't know what the name was. And yeah. everyone right now is either saying 
I never heard that. Or yeah. you got people screaming at the podcast. It's this one, you moron. <laughs> and, and please at me at prof pod. And tell me yeah. I'm a moron. Tell me what the correct one is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it does make a difference in terms of, especially if you're someone with the two lens phone. Right. Um, you know, it's one thing to say, well, I'm going to use a 2X because I want to zoom in without physically getting closer. Let's say you have animals or kids that you don't want to disturb by you all of a sudden shuffling up. But if you use a telephoto lens and backup to get the same size, admittedly, the quote-unquote telephoto in the iPhone does get less light, so you have to compensate for that. But yep. you you can notice a good difference in terms of how the actual image looks and honestly using the telephoto may be a little bit more pleasing to the eye uh, because you will get that less distortion because it is closer to what the human eyes focal length is. Yeah. The, and, and going back to traditional photography, like a 35 millimeter camera with a 50 millimeter lens, um, with the between 50 and 80 millimeters was kind of ideal for portraiture it was a um it 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 had a pleasing look um and once you started getting into the uh wider lenses uh that's when things start to you know start to look uh funny um i know i did notice um with the iphone especially like the fours and the fives is that if i was going to uh take a picture um i would try both portrait mode and landscape mode because uh, there was there was something about it in portrait mode that looked odd, but when I took the picture in in portrait mode and then cropped, I mean in uh, landscape mode and then cropped it into portrait, uh, it looked better because it was mm. it was like um, you 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 didn't give it a chance to give it that fisheye look. Uh, so a lot of people who love to take their take pictures in portrait mode will tend to see on the edges there's a distortion on either the face or the body or something like that. It just seems like it was always off a little bit. But if you were to step back and take the picture in landscape and then crop it into portrait mode, it got rid of the distortions. So, you know, that, that may, that's a little tip right there that you can use if you want. Um, if before all of the, uh, the digital, um, image stabilization, you could really crop in and have a decent image, but now it's just, I, I hate cropping in because you can see all of the artifacts that, are mm. natural with uh, with what Apple has done with uh, digital image stabilization. Yeah, and if you ever want to get you know your aunt Connie mad at you, <laughs> don't don't take a group photo with her on the end of the line on either side because <laughs> she's going to look about twenty five pounds heavier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, I don't no. have an Aunt Connie. I just put that in there as a name. Uh, I, huh. I didn't want to, you know, be specific or anything. <laughs> and for those of you who do have an Aunt Connie, trust me, you don't want to put her on the end of the line. Put her right. <laughs> right. The other thing you can do, and we have certain apps, uh, but you can correct um, you can correct the image with uh, with what would be called uh, lens correction, and um, and some t- uh, some of the apps will say, "Oh, this is like um, a fifty millimeter, a thirty millimeter, eighty millimeter," or they'll say wide wide angle, um, you know, normal or fisheye, and you can choose. Uh, how to correct the image so it looks natural. Um, there was a old, uh, an old image from I would say the 1920s or or turn of the century, where there was a there was about four guys, three or four guys holding this this uh, camera, and they were taking a selfie. Well, it was. It it had a fisheye look to it, and you know it was like, oh, that's neat, that's funny. Well, I took that image into one of the uh, apps and did a lens correction on it, and it looked great. It looked natural. It looked like you know what you would have today. Um, so these things, you know, there are apps out there that you can use to correct. Uh, some of the uh, distortions that happen with our images. Um, or there's other techniques you can do. You can step back a little bit so that they're not distorted, and then you can crop to uh, the uh, the style of the image that you want to take. Um, so there, there, are, there are ways to get around it, but you have to be aware of those, uh, those things when you're, when you're taking your photos. Yeah, I know yeah. that the Lightroom CC does have that option. Uh-huh. And I don't know, maybe I'm just not paying close enough attention to it, but I've never noticed a large difference from when I selected it and when I don't. Oloclip had one that did it, because when when you took a, a, a photo with Oloclip, um, the app actually allowed you to make those lens corrections. And uh, see if I can find the other one. Uh, well, another it. good. Go ahead. Screw it. S K R W T. No. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I was going to mention. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> you beat me to it. I beat <clears throat> you to it. <laughs> so, yeah, these. Yeah, I. I I'm highly critical and. It's kind of gotten to the point where, you know, I think Apple has poisoned the um, the process for me, in, in a sense that things that I used to do, I still have my iPhone 4S here that I that I'm utilizing because. It hasn't, you know, this is before Apple decided, oh, we're going to help you uh, fix your images because you can't do it. 
and not give you a chance to turn it off. I would love for the opportunity to turn off image stabilization, whether it's digital or mechanical. Um, but well, is it is it the stabilization, Joe, so much, or is it the um, all the the magic that happens behind the scenes? It's probably both, because because if you if you shot raw in halide, then I think you might not see that as much because when you shoot raw in halide, um, you know we talked about this last week with Matt right. about you know the, the raw versus JPEG debate again, and part of the reason that that I wanted to talk about it was because with with halide, and I don't know about. I don't know about any of the other camera apps that do raw, but I do know this about Halite. They, if okay, so you, so you shoot a raw and a JPEG with Halite, and the JPEG will have the you know the Apple magic done to it because it uses what the phone will give you for a JPEG, but and then the raw image Halite changes the. Um, the exposure information to give you a sharper image. So, okay, for instance, with um, with the Apple part of it, they'll give you a, an image with a, a little slower shutter speed, but then with all the noise correction built into the image. But what, what, what the uh, Halide app will do is simultaneously or I mean like a, a fraction of a millisecond later, it'll shoot the raw image with a higher shutter speed and uh, it'll bump up the ISO a little bit to get that higher shutter speed, but then it gives you a sharper, crisper image with less of the, uh, of the magic done to it. I, I was testing this at work um, a few nights ago and... I wanted to do. Um, let's see. How was I testing this? I was think I was. I was testing the raw capabilities. <coughs> excuse me of Camera Plus Two and Halide. And when I checked the metadata, I noticed that with Halide, the raw always had a higher, um, like a faster shutter speed. Huh. And I couldn't figure out why it was doing that. And then I went back to their blog post about how they incorporate Smart Raw into it and um that's what it was doing it was giving me a little faster shutter speed which i think i think you can override i didn't really test it enough but i think you can override it with manual camera settings but if you just if you just point and shoot raw and jpeg with halide that's what it does so i'm wondering if what you're seeing in the in these more modern iphones as opposed to the 4 or 4s is um, some of that Apple magic that it does behind the scenes? I'm going to I'm going to test it out because if that's the case, then I'm you know I'll probably shoot with Halide for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> just so yeah, that I'd be very of, curious to see how that works for you. Yeah, because I you know there are times I'm like, oh man, that was great. Let me zoom in a little bit, and then I look at it. And I'm like, ah, it ruined it, you know, yeah. because it's like, hey, you're too dumb to uh, to hold it uh, still, and uh, so we're going to help you. I'm like, I really now, don't now, want you now. All, the, all this being said, 
if the conditions are right, which yes. I'm talking like a nice, bright, sunny day, then you might not see this as much, right? Because the sure. the iPhone in, in JPEG will give you a nice, crisp, sharp image without all that stuff done to it because it won't need to do it, right? Right. So well, yeah, I'd be very curious to see how you how you uh, test that. I'm I'm going to test inside, outside, uh, bright conditions, uh, dark mm-hmm. conditions, and then I'll, I'll I'll see what I what I can do, and then I'll you know I'll I'll probably post some of the uh, the things that bother me um, and and all that. So, but but going back to the whole jpeg versus raw i'm still a jpeg guy i uh yeah <laughs> i i love i i i love to try to um create something like one and done it's like baked in all that mm-hmm. and yeah. try to make it you know in its simplest form and and have it look good um but then and I, there's nothing wrong with that either i right. mean that if that works for for any photographer out there, yeah. then, then hey, that's cool. But also, I'm I can torture some pixels. I really can, yeah. and you know, <laughs> so you know, it's I, you know, I I know the value of raw, and you know, and what it can do. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, let's. Uh, Let's do more with less and and see what I mm-hmm. can what what I can get with it. But all right, uh, let's. Uh, any, anything else before we move on? Uh, I think that covered it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we could go on for hours about that. Oh, but I, I mean, know. yeah, we we covered it pretty good. Yeah. yeah and I, and I, the last thing is just a matter of the, the one of the strengths with well any digital camera specifically the iPhone. Because you can easily and high quality see the photo you take right afterwards. Take both. Right. You know, if you want to see the difference, you say if you really want, if you have a camera that, or a phone that can actually have the two lenses in it, which have been out for a while. You know, going back to the uh, Seven Plus. If you want to see the difference, take a photo. You know, either move forward or move back, depending on which one. Which lens you're switching to take another photo and see what the difference is well my oh yeah for my, the uh, lens distortion yeah 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 my my seven Same thing has with the two lenses also else. but one's yeah. on the front and one's on the back but ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yes touche uh, yeah well cool all right i imagine this will probably pop up again let's go ahead and move on to printing Greg, take it away. Yeah, I just, I was, you know, we were discussing before we went on the air here what we should talk about. Because uh, all of us, our brains are in a slow-mo, I think. Um, at least mine is, anyway. And so I, I just come across this article on digitaltrends.com, and it's about printing your photos. And, I mean, there's always been... Uh, well, I should say always, but there's quite often I see discussions about this, especially in the mobile space. And this article, it's a year old or over a year yeah. old. Yeah, it's but from it says, 2017. It says, uh, yeah, it says in 2017, billions of humans with smartphones will take some 
1.2 trillion pictures. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, okay, so I'm going to say, I can't even think of a percentage, but so many people will take all these photos and they'll probably post them on social media somewhere, most likely Facebook or Instagram. And uh, uh, then they're forgotten. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a really important part of photography that really needs to come back, and that is printing. Uh, I, I, I heard or I read once that if you really want to see what your photography is like, print it. Yeah, exactly. See, look, look at it on a print because it looks so much different on a, on a piece of paper or, you know, they got metal prints, canvas prints. It looks so much different than it does from uh, on a, from a screen being uh, lit up like a, on a screen where it, I mean, it's, it's night and day, night and day. And, and two, uh, when you compare the two, whether you're looking at it on your computer screen or on your phone versus what's on paper, um, you don't realize how dark the image is printed compared to what is actually you're looking on a screen. And so you have to lighten it probably um, a stop or two higher just to get it close to what it should look like. Um, and so yeah. you have to do, you have to do the techniques like you used to with the uh, with the dark room and um, and print out a proof sheet and say mm-hmm. okay I'm going to I'm going to start the image off normally and then I'm going to go up a few stops and then down a few stops and then once you print it out on paper you can get close into it and say okay this is the one i need to print it at and and that way you're not sending in these photos that come back and they're all dark uh because your screen yeah. was too bright um so you know there's techniques you can do to make sure that it's you're not ruining a batch um not that it's you know the end of the world but let's say you had a you had a deadline and you sent it off to be printed and then you got it back and it was all wrong then you could be you know detrimental to that deadline um so you know just taking and doing a proof is uh is helpful in with your printing yeah, and, and if I can offer one word of advice for people who want to start printing, <coughs> excuse me, printing their photos, don't get too fussy with color calibration. Right. Because, I mean, unless you're selling your prints uh, to someplace like a magazine or you're going to be putting them in a fine art gallery or something like that color could very well be an important factor there but if you're just going to print a picture of the kids and put it in a frame and give it to the grandma and grandpa for Christmas they're not going to care if the color is 100% accurate I can't believe Um, that you wrapped this in and it wasn't color it wasn't color calibrated Oh, this is the worst Christmas ever. 
Oh, Joe, you're killing me. Oh, but well, yeah, I would say at least, at least, especially if you're, let's say, printing it out by your uh, to by yourself, at like a home inkjet printer, using yeah. the photo ink. Make sure that you have all the ink. So maybe you're not <laughs> yeah. color calibrated. Make sure no one's like purple. Well, I, yeah, who I isn't? Mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, hey, Grandma, the, here we go. There's a bit of. There's a bit of common sense involved, sure. It's like, oh, um, is this your mom so, from I mean, 1974? If you're printing, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Excuse. that's me from today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if you're producing images um, on a printer and the color is way out of whack, then yes, something something going crazier. Um, because most printers nowadays, like I, I have a little Canon printer here. It's just a little four-color printer. No, it's five-color. Um, you know, black, blue, red, yellow, and a, like a gray or something like that, and, or a photo black maybe. And it it gives me a decent print yeah. right off, right out of the cuff. And I haven't done anything to – all I do is I select the right kind of paper, and it's – I mean, it's fine. Um I I, rare, I don't think I've ever had to go back in and adjust the image to try to make it any better. Uh, I used to, because with my job, I work on a printing press, and we work with uh, a, a digital monitor where we have to match what we're printing to what's on that monitor. Right. So that monitor gets calibrated with some you know, pretty high-priced hardware and software every 24 hours. It has to stay calibrated. The monitor itself is worth a few thousand dollars. It's not something that you know the average person can buy for their home. Right. So I used to I used to get crazy with trying to color calibrate my monitor at home. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm going back years ago when I used a DSLR, and then I finally just said, "Oh, that's just dumb. I give up." Yeah. And I never bothered with it. And it was fine. I, I I thought, okay, I'll take my work experience and I'll try it at home. And I just I gave up because I wasn't selling my 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 prints. I wasn't marketing my images. And I thought, you know, to heck with it. So um, that's that's my word of advice for printing: is don't worry too too much about color calibration. And if you take them to a um, like a a local photo lab or a Walmart or a place like that, chances are you're going to be happy with what you get. Right. One of the things that I've noticed about my Canon printer, I have the Pixma, I think it's P. Yeah. Yeah, Pixma. Yeah. Um, is that I, I can't do the uh, printing like I used to. Uh, something's going on with it where it leaves artifacts in the in the in the in the pictures. Um, in the prints. And, uh, and so it's like, now I'm thinking, well, I'll probably have to break down and get another one if I actually want to keep printing at home. Um, but you know, my wife called me one day and said, Hey, I'm going to text you some images. Can you print them? I'm like, sure. And you know, those artifacts are there, but guess what? They're not focused on the artifacts. They're focused on who's in the image and what they were doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you yeah. can overlook those artifacts that your eye sees. Uh, like, I see it, and I'm like, oh, man. But you know what? 
she wants it printed, I'm going to print it. And uh, mm -hmm. never heard a word. You know, it's like they didn't yeah. come to you like, Joe, okay, <clears throat> we need to talk about your printing techniques. <laughs> and um, I'm sorry, I might this say is that. lousy. You know, <laughs> uh, they're not, they're not going to do that. And so uh, is that going to prevent me from printing off of this printer anymore? No, but it's not going to be something I'm like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, I want to. I want to uh, take one of my images and put it up for people to see. I'm, I'm not going to do it from this printer. Uh, you know, I will do something else, but I still yeah. have the options to print uh, here at home too. Yeah. And I don't know about where you guys live in that, as far as uh, seeing advertisement for <laughs> Christmas gift ideas. Yeah. But, I've seen just in, in, in just about every uh, flyer that that comes to my house, as far as like a store that sells tech equipment, those little miniature printers that, sh that that'll spit out a little three by five or a four by six that you can hook up your phone to wirelessly. Yeah, I'll bet you they sell a lot of those. Oh yes, especially and like Mark. Mark did was doing that for weddings. He said it was a huge yeah. hit. You know, yeah. kids, kids, you know, kids are asking for Instax, um, you know, instant photos now. Mm -hmm. you know, they're like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we used to have Polaroids back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. yep. you know, now that's that's the big thing that they're asking for is they want a physical print. Yeah, that's right. So printing is not dead. Mm -mm. Not yet. <laughs> no, I, I hope it. I hope it never dies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say there there is the one nice thing about printing versus digital. Now, admittedly, backing up, of course, is a lot easier if it's digital. But a print never runs out of power. Right. No, it just fades. It fades. But yeah. you're right. But you're yeah. right. It, I mean, if you want to. Um, uh, if you want like a, a, a legacy to hand down, um, a print will never a print will never change its format. Right. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about like downstairs. Admittedly, they didn't necessarily write the date and who it was in the photo, but I have hundred year old photos that were you know passed down in the family. Oh yeah. Like it, unfortunately, I'm two or three steps removed from whoever was in the photo. Right. So in terms of trying to figure out who they were, um, unfortunately, that's kind of be lost to history. But, right. um, you know, you can imagine like this is what people you can see looking. This is what people dress like way back in 2018. <laughs> Boy, that yeah. was weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's with the what's with the tattoos? You know, what are, why do people have all those tattoos? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I, you're right. I have images that are over a hundred years old, but thankfully, people wrote down who they were, uh, yeah. um, and and so that is a you know a a treasure that you know is you know could have been lost. Uh, and the other thing that I did too, and I've mentioned this before, is I sat down with my grandmother. And mm -hmm. recorded her going through some old photo albums from the time she was just before she was born. She was born 1923. 
um, until college. And, you know, the, the, the people in the photos, I know who a lot of them are, but there was a lot that I didn't know who they were. And, you know, she may have forgotten one or two here or there, but for the most part, being in her 90s, she actually knew who was in the images and would tell me stories about them. Um, mm. And, you know, so that is the other thing is, okay, what's going to happen 100 years from now? Yeah, we may have metadata. Um, are we going to have to go through live photos to see, oh, did we get a, did you, did somebody say a name in that one? Or, uh, <laughs> you know, what were they talking about at that, you know, three second interval? <laughs> or is that, you know, is that same thing going to happen where we don't have a, we don't have a name, uh, we have a date, but we don't have a name of who's in the images or, is uh, Facebook, uh, you know, gathering all that information. So they say, hey, do you want to know who's in those images? We can do a facial recognition and then we'll tell you who is in the images. I don't know. <laughs> Something. Yeah, that's, that's just, you know, scary. I know. You know right? it, to, to think that that could be the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, I have a, a, a box of four by six prints that I've, you know, done back before I got my first digital camera and my wife and I opened that box and had a look at some of them and, you know, wow, some of the memories that, that, yeah. that come back from, you know, looking at those. Uh, and then I realized how many I took that were just like duds. So I kind of got rid of some, but, <laughs> <laughs> but back then you couldn't preview the image either. <laughs> right. You had to print it all out to see. Well, I mean, you could look at negatives, but to be honest, you, you basically had to print them out to see if they were even worth keeping. Right. Yeah. Because the only thing you get out of a negative is composition. Right. And but if if the if the color is not there or whatever, then yeah, it's not worth keeping. But yeah, so folks, print your images. That's right. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our post pick of the week. Post pick of the week. All right, it is my turn to pick, and we are going to the well, which is our Instagram hashtag tiny shutter. And uh, I'm going to do something that's, uh, you know, we do maybe once every couple years. Um, and I'm going to get a little crazy here. And, uh, you know, I have to say that if Matt was here, he would probably give me a really hard time about it. Um, except it's his photo. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I'm like, dude, that is awesome. I want. I want that to be our post pick of the week. And since he's not here, he can't argue. So, um, it is, it is a, uh, an image of a bridge and it looks like it could be uh, morning. Let's see. What does it say? I don't think I can see. I, I'm assuming it's morning because there's a lot of, um, I would say steam or humidity or something that's kind of in the air that makes it feel like it's a, a, um, it was shot sometime in the morning. Um, but it's a, it's a little bridge or at least it looks like a little bridge that you can drive across or walk across. But, uh, 
um, the sun is coming up, uh, and um, it's just really cool. I, I like the 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 grittiness and the mystique of it, and uh, I thought he did a pretty good uh, job with it. What are your thoughts, Greg? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, he's he's got Enlight and Vivid HDR as a couple of the hashtags in his post. So uh, I'm not surprised at either one. So I think definitely the HDR works well with this because the way the sun is, and then you look down at the bridge, the uh, the stones. Or like the um, I say stones, but the stone work yeah. that uh, you know the it's like a stone wall that goes from the side of the road down to the ground below. Uh, I think that would be quite dark if it wasn't done with HDR. And we talked about Vivid HDR last week, and they've done a massive improvement on their app. And he showcases it well here. Yeah. And uh, but but just the structure of the bridge itself is really cool. Um, it's hard to gauge the size or the scale of it. Right. Uh, I, w- I would say it's not really that big, but it's not, you never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, it's just a really cool image. What are your thoughts, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really nice. Something that I posted on, I believe I may have mentioned this as a comment on Instagram. It almost looks like the beginning of a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> where it has that, you know, that you—it's an old, old bridge, or it, you know, it—it's it, made to look like a real old suspension bridge, right? And with the with the fog or haze there, with the sun behind the clouds, it almost looks—you you can almost see the beginning of a movie where someone's kind of walking into the forest. Yeah, you know, in terms of the haze and the forest cover and. The trees being bare, just and I meant that, of course, in a positive way, being the horror movie part. But yeah. <laughs> it just looks really. It's like, oh yeah, it's a horror movie. No, but no, it, it's a really amazing picture. I, uh, but I you think- do owe Matt a wisecrack. Yeah. Just saying. Oh yeah, apparently I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my da- my daughters would think it's part of some sort of a Disney um, princess movie or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like from uh, 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Well, very cool. Congratulations, Matt. You don't have a choice. You are our <laughs> post pick yeah. of the week winner. <laughs> oh that's awesome and uh just to remind everybody it's uh night photography that we're working on is Mm -hmm. that correct yeah night photography so uh yeah um i want to see some good images get those tripods out let's uh let's see some good images all right gentlemen uh anything else that you guys have Just uh, I'll just do a little shameless plug here for um, you know, night photography. There's a I put a blog post on my website uh, about getting started with night photography. So if you're listening and you want to, you know, just give that a quick look, it might give you some ideas of how to get started. And it's uh, on um, shotoniphoneonly.com, and it'll, it'll be the post called Night Photography 101. Nice. I'll say, Greg, if you want to post that and just make it an announcement too, that way it'll be at the top of the group, the Facebook group too. 
Yeah, I did put it on there, Dave. Uh, okay. I did not mark it as an announcement, though. Oh, okay. Because uh, okay. I didn't. I don't. I think I don't know if there's room for it, but but it is oh, yeah. on the Facebook group as well. I don't know if there's a limit, and this is something you know, not for talk, I think, but I don't know if there's a limit or not. I think we got a maximum of four available. Okay. Yeah, we can move things around. We'll, we'll make it easy to find for everybody. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting because I think is Matt doing that um, Insta meet uh, today? Yes, that's yeah. that's where he is. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, when he when he gets his notification on Facebook, it's going to be his image up on there. It's so, yeah, <laughs> we'll probably get an earful, but that's okay. <laughs> to be a fly on the wall, huh? <laughs> About Sam, I'm surprised we haven't gotten ding with the uh, Facebook Messenger yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me go ahead and play this. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> you guys, thanks for, uh, you know, holding down the fort while I was absent. Um, you know, it was, uh, it's, it's hard to, you know, say, hey, sorry, I can't make it. I got such and such going on. But, uh, you know, you guys did a good job and. Uh, made it extra long for everybody to listen to <laughs> in the yeah. absence that we had. Hey, we're making it up with uh, two episodes in one almost, but uh, there we go. Yeah, supersized, <laughs> supersized. No, yeah, you guys, uh, I appreciate that very much. Well, let's go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Let's start with you, Dave. Sure, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as ProfPod. And the Arfo iPhone Photography Group and the uh, Facebook group as Dave Podner. And occasionally uh, in the chat room for the Awesome Cast Technology Podcast. And uh, uh, Sorg does mention when um, either information I post to mention on the podcast. The, I think officially my name's turned into Dave Podner of the Tiny Shutter Podcast. Nice. <laughs> instead of of the house of so-and-so now it's the tiny exactly. Shirt podcast yeah very cool <laughs> uh greg tell everybody where they can find you okay you can find me on twitter at mcmillan photo um no sorry twitter is mcmillan underscore photo instagram is mcmillan photo and on the artful eye photography community is greg mcmillan and on day flash as mcmillan Awesome. And you can find Matt, who's usually here. He'll be here next week, hopefully, uh, on everything under uh, M. Hoffman Photo. You can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira, and you can find links to our show notes and to our Facebook group and other things by going to tinyshutter.com. All right, gentlemen, I think we have ourselves a show. Thank you, guys. Sounds good. Let's, uh, yeah. Let's uh, go ahead and say goodnight to everybody. Okay, good night, everybody. Have a great week. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you?
Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%, irrelevant, sir. I, I, I thought you were dead. Oh, no, I told you. Well, I fibbed a little bit, but don't be mad.